Tonight is one of my favorite services of the year because you guys get to preach tonight. So it's your guys' turn to preach. Here's how it's going to work. It's Thanksgiving week. Tomorrow is uh, Thanksgiving Day. It's not Turkey Day. It's Thanksgiving Day. I always feel sorry for atheists on Thanksgiving Day because they got nobody to thank, right? But we know who to thank. We thank Jehovah God, creator of heaven and earth, and his one and only son, Jesus Christ, for his sacrifice to make us, wor to make us worthy. Amen? So that's who we're thankful to. We're thankful to the one true God. And tonight we're going to be offering the opportunity for all of you to testify. What do you mean by testify? Just merely tell us a brief story or an account of something that God did in your life that you are thankful for. Now, the kind of the ground rules of how we want to run this tonight <clears throat> so we can get as many people as possible have the opportunity. If we could limit the um, testimonies to a couple minutes, um, so we don't want to have you know a 25-minute dissertation on the four horsemen of the apocalypse or something, okay? So... But what we're saying is just a couple of minutes, something that you're thankful for that God did in your life in the last year, and something that's going to encourage others. You know, Romans or Revelation 12 says that we overcome the enemy, the devil, by the what? The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So when you give a testimony of thanksgiving to God, it, number one, builds the faith of others, it glorifies God, and it encourages uh, the saints. So that's what we want to do tonight. So if everybody um, agrees to those ground rules, Tim's going to be over there by that mic. I'm going to be over here by this mic. And something that I'm thankful for that God did in the last 12 months that's really um, near and dear to my heart is over, over the last few months, actually, God opened a door for us to minister and really physically save the lives of 2,184 Afghan nationals. And I'm just really thankful to God that that was made possible by the generosity of our congregation that we were able to physically, we funded completely the rescue of 2,184 individuals that would have died if they had stayed. They were all on lists. They were going to be executed. And we were able to help them get out. And now we're feeding them, giving them shelter. We gave them Bibles. We're caring for them. And it's just awesome that we got to be a part of that. I'm super thankful that I just had no idea how this happened. God orchestrated this whole thing. And we just got to be participants. We got to watch what God did. You guys were part of that through your giving, through missions. It's just an amazing thing. So for me, I just, I'm just super excited and stoked about that. Anybody who's around me knows that that's all I talk about lately is Afghanistan and, and getting people rescued. We had 70 come out. 70 children were rescued this morning that their parents had been killed and they were being groomed to be suicide bombers. And they were able to rescue them. This today they were rescued. Today. And we funded all of that. We funded through our missions program all of that. So that's all you guys doing that. When you, when you give a dollar, that's what you're giving to. It's just amazing. It's a lot of fun. So um, I'll, I won't get up here and talk the whole night. So I'll let um, this guy come up here. And then start coming up and uh, get a line going and 
We're going to leave the mic right here, and you'll just talk into the mic here, and I'll kind of stand off the side. All right? So if you have a testimony, just come on up. There's seats up here. You can sit and wait, and then we'll just kind of cycle you through quickly. So, all right? So come on up. Go ahead. Sweet. Please say what your name is, and then... Okay. Well, I'm Jared, Jared Blockamp. Um and I think the one thing in the past 12 months that I'm super, super thankful for is the community that the Lord has surrounded me with. Just some, I've, in the past 12 months, um, I've started, I started meeting people. I go to university and I'm, I, I'm at Grand Valley State University. And the Lord has just provided me some really solid friends who just honor and love Jesus with their whole lives. And they have just been pushing me and sharpening me in my faith and I've done the same for them, and we are just going like headlong on campus, and I feel like this past year, I've grown so much, like so much in knowing Jesus, in prayers, grown so much in the word, grown so much in boldness and in evangelism, sharing the gospel, and that's largely due to the community of believers that the Lord has placed in my life over this past year. So that's just, that's one thing that I'm super thankful for, so yeah. My name is Deb Burdick, put that down a little bit, and I am bringing something that I'm very thankful for. Last December, I contracted COVID. I was placed in the hospital. Um, I was, I thought I was doing fine. The doctor did not think I was doing fine. Um, a lot of people praying for me, my, my church family, my family family, and um, I was five, day number five into my hospitalization. The doctor came in in the afternoon. Now the doctor never comes in in the afternoon. He always comes in in the morning. And he said, well, he goes, you're not doing well. And I said, what? And he said, you're not doing well. And I said, well, goodness. And he said, I really would like to put you on a ventilator. I said, no, I don't want to go on a ventilator. I had been believing for a healing the whole time. And um, I was I was at peace about it. I was at peace. I had peace the whole time I was in the hospital. I think I was kind of clueless in some ways, except for that I knew that Jesus wanted to heal me. Well, story a little shorter now. Um, that evening, I was laying in my bed. At first, I called my husband because I freaked out because all of a sudden I'm going, oh, no, oh, no. And he calmed me down, and he prayed with me. And then I, we hung up, and um, a little later, I woke up from a nap, and all of a sudden, at the end of my bed, a large, and I'm talking, a large white light appeared at the end of my bed. Um, it, I can tell you right now that light in the darkness is Jesus. And um, I, I, I looked at him and I kind of went, I, I was just kind of, I was stunned for a minute. And then he gave me a choice. I could choose to go to be with him or I could choose to be healed. I chose to be healed. Here I am today. And... Um, I sang the song, um, I can run to Jesus and he will heal me. And then I sang the Waymaker song, the Waymaker, Promise Keeper. You know, that light in the darkness has a new meaning for me now. Because that light, as soon as I sang those songs, that light shot out of my window in my room. And everything went dark again. And I went back to sleep. And the next morning, the doctor came in and said to me, he goes, I don't know what happened, but you're getting better. And I said, well, doctor, let me tell you what happened last night. And I told him exactly what had happened, and he said, you know what? You're a miracle. And I was telling him, I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. And he said, you are a miracle because I thought you were going to die even on a ventilator. 
And so here I am today to give testimony that he is a healer and he does miracles. My name is Corrine Hudson, and I'm thankful for the women's group here. This week we gave 117 coats to the school system for the kids that don't have coats. My name is Sue Emery. I've been coming to the church for three months now. And I really, the Lord brought me here. I'm making new friends. Um, he well, teaching me a lot of stuff. And, and I just want to praise and thank his holy name. And, and that I, I had COVID too a year ago last, last um, um, October. Um, I was there for 10 days, and the Lord spoke to me and said, do you remember that um, footprints in the sand? And he said, well, I'm carrying you through this, and you can come out in fine colors. So I thank the Lord for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. Thank you. My name is Oliver Aregullin. I, I work in a hospital setting, and... You know, we see, we see, I easily put maybe 60 plus hours every week in the hospital, and it's not just for the last year, for the last couple of years, we've been really, really busy, and, and especially in the children's hospital. And I often call my, my family, my wife and my kids are here, and you know, tell them, you know, pray for these kids, pray for this patient, because they are not doing well. And, and in more than one occasion, uh, we, I have seen personally the kind of the Lord uh, in the hospital with these patients, and and I thank God because uh, because we are all here with with no support, right? We are all here with no uh, technology that supporting our lives. But many patients uh, are uh, not doing well. But also, uh, I have seen firsthand uh, the intervention, the supernatural intervention of the Lord and His mercies are new every morning and and every. Every one of those times that I've asked my family to pray for specific patients, I've seen the heart of the Lord in those patients. Do you hear it? I just, I am the happiest person in the whole world. Uh, thanks to our pastors, our leadership. Um, and the church family here at Res. I want the whole world to know um, that the Lord really loves us. And it's just, I think he doesn't let us know it so that we can work together and be together as a family. And the pastors and um, leadership have just blessed me so much. Everybody was like praying for me, especially Pastor Ken, because I was that lost black sheep. And uh, he just... Just his love and the, the love in this church and the love from the pastors just kind of bathed my brain that I had a lot of fear and anger, neural pathways that uh, from a lot of abuse, a lot of uh, bad things that happened and myself doing some really uh, bad things. And now that I know that he loves us so deeply that obedience is not a form of, you know, you better do this or not. Obedience is a form of love 
that we can give back to the Lord so that he activates that fruit inside us and we've got all the fruit of the Holy Spirit in us. And then when we return to him and it's just him and uh, myself, it's just like I just ask him questions and every time he answers through the pastors, through every time I come to service, every time I open my Bible, every time I listen to worship, he just, he just affirms in us how much he loves us. So I thank everybody. This is the most joyful time. They talk about end times and it sounds scary. It's not. I think it's the end of suffering. It's the end of pain. It's heaven on earth, and we are the church, and we are going to show his love to one another. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Peach. Thank you. Thank you, Peach. I want to invite those that are watching online to give a testimony, a Thanksgiving testimony. Type it in, and then Pastor Daniel will come up here and share those um, when, when they come in. So if you're online watching right now, uh, type in a Thanksgiving testimony, and then uh, Pastor Daniel will share that with us also. So get involved, people online. We want to hear from you. I'm Scott Burdick, and I'm so thankful that God is so good. His word is, it says uh, that his promise is a yes and amen. I just thank God for his faithfulness, for healing my wife that was... I wasn't able to go see her or be with her during that time. You know, I just knew that God was going to heal her. And uh, I just thank, thank you all for your prayers also. Hi, my name's Kylie. Um, earlier this year... Um, I was in a, an abusive relationship, most emotionally and physically abusive. Um, I had hit rock bottom. I was suicidal in around February. And uh, one night, God spoke to me and said, you deserve to be here and you deserve better. And I will be forever and eternally thankful that he saved me and that I am still here today. Hi, my name's Tom Oliver, and uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Uh, certainly to our Lord for bringing me to this church. Uh, I'm thankful for my wife, because if it wasn't for my wife, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, it's a second marriage for my wife and I, and uh, my past life probably was... Well, not probably, is a lot different than it is today. And I thank her for that. We went to Calvary Church for probably 20-some years. And I'm not exactly sure what brought us here. But going to church was just going to church for me. And when it was over, it was over. And we went home, and that's how it was. But when we came to this church... The first thing that went through my mind is, holy cow, I don't know if I can handle this music or not. See, the, see these young kids jumping all over the place and running around. But you know what? The more we come here, I, I just love the music. 
and I love the kids. The youth in this church is just unbelievable. It, it really, really it is. And my wife and I have said so many times, I've never really been in a church before where I've seen so much love for people. I mean, you people are just freaking amazing. <laughs> you, you, you just are. And uh, so, you know, I could probably talk for a whole lot longer, but I want to thank you all. I don't know all of you, but we've met so many wonderful people here. And my wife and I have just found a home. When I come to church here now, it's the first time in my life where I really, believe it or not, I don't want the service to be over. And I pretty much can remember next week what happened this week. And that's never happened to me before. So it, it is awesome, isn't it? You're pretty awesome too, Bernie. So are you. Anyway, thank you very much, and we're just awful proud to be here. Hi, my name is John Pulaski, and um, I want to tell you something that just happened tonight. I didn't plan on coming up here and talking, but we were back in the hall before service, and I had mentioned every year around this time, I get a little, I get some asthma going to my lungs, and I was out raking leaves today, and it was bothering me, and it was continuing on before the service. And so I just mentioned that to Pastor David, and he said, well, let's pray right now. I mean, that's just the timeliness. He's got such a heart for this. So he and Tiffany, who led worship tonight, laid their hands on me, and I could feel Tiffany's hand on my back heat through two layers of clothes, just heating up my lungs, and my lungs feel great now. So never, ever, ever be afraid to ask for prayer, because there's something waiting for you on the other side. And... We have a pastoral staff like David, Tiffany, Bernie, and Tim. They love to pray for you. Do it. My name is Angela Smith, and when I started coming to the church, this was a long time ago when the kids came here, but I'm still going here. And Peaches is one of my friends. Good job, Peaches. Nice person. Um, the kingdom of God is everybody a righteous way, and I have to stay on a righteous path. I've been clean um, nine years for alcoholic. Um, I did do drugs, but I didn't do crack or nothing like that, but I quit smoking Newports and everything like that. I've just been keeping on a righteous path. I was in renting a room for four years by myself, not dating for five years, and I really got to know who I was inside. And just, just you and Jesus, you got that partnership. It's so beautiful. It's who you are, and you're his your, um, masterpiece. You know, he's your masterpiece, and you just have to be there for him. And being homeless and just praying and praying and praying, and now I have my own apartment, one bedroom, and I'm so happy for it. And like Pastor Daniel and Pastor Bernie, everybody's been so helpful to me being in the mentor class, um, just doing everything that has got me to walk in the Lord and not giving up, staying on that 
righteous bad. Do it. Because it works. Thank you. God bless. So it was back in March of last year, I felt like the Lord told me to quit my job and neither of us would be working at that point. So we were like, okay, we just trust the Lord. So um, I prayed about when to quit and then I quit and the Lord provided more than I was making through like different avenues where he would bless us. We ended up having seven times our financial income after I quit. Neither of us were working. The Lord just supernaturally provided for us. And um, the Lord told us to take a long period of time off working. So we were just like, wow, praise God. And I thought that was good enough. Like, you know, how could God do better than that? (laughs) And so then later on in the year, about six months after that, I um, started um, cooking again because I was cooking before that. I was, I was a pastry chef. So it just was in me and I couldn't get it out. And I thought that I had to give it up and give it to God for a while. But I ended up started cooking and I made a few things. But I prayed and the Holy Spirit said to talk to one of my friends. And so I went to her house and delivered the food to her because she accepted And she said, you know, you should start cooking meals for people. And I said, well, I'm a pastry chef. You know, I don't cook meals. (laughs) So, but I said, I'll pray about it. And I went home and the Lord said, yes. So I said, you know, God, let your will, will, not my will be done. Like, if this is what you have for me, then I want to do this. And so I started doing it. And God just built the customer base He showed me how to plan and do everything, and he not only, like, gave me a business, but now, like, my husband's helping me with it, and um, it, it has so little to do with what I thought. It has so much more to do with, like, walking it out every day with God, but to go from working for someone else to owning your own business in less than a year... I'm so thankful that what I gave to God, because when I quit, I thought I was giving it up. God gave it back, and it was so much better. So, wow. <laughs> I'm Amy. So in March of this year, um, I started passing out. Um, I couldn't be left alone, be blood to be with me all the time. I developed three heart conditions. I lost 20 pounds in six weeks. I became anaphylaxis to many things. I could only eat five foods. I couldn't take care of my three children on my own. Um, I developed terrible panic attacks. Even being in church right now is like a miracle. Like I couldn't walk into a store or drive. I couldn't drive. My mind was like felt like there was a ping pong ball in it all the time. I couldn't read a book to my children. And he has saved, healed me of everything. And it was a slow over seven months, but it was, I've had many people in my life when I needed it, like when I would just pace and say I couldn't do this anymore because I was just having adrenaline rushes all the time, developed Cushing's disease, all this stuff. 
and I couldn't take any medication because I would react to it. A drink, a sip of water, my whole body would just start convulsing. Like, it was terrible. And then, um, yeah, he has just slowly put people when I needed them to speak into my life, the healing room. I've had like three major significant healings when I went there. Um, and people continue to walk me through this. I'm able to take care of my kids. I work out. I, my heart went back to normal at four months. He showed me I had a lot of unforgiveness. Um, I had developed POTS syndrome. When you would stand, you would faint because your heart rate would be so high. That went away. Um, so a couple of significant things that I like to share about it is one time I was on the couch and my mother-in-law was over and I have a two and a half year old daughter who spoke, but she wasn't as clear as could be. And I was just consumed with fear at the time, just speaking all this negative stuff. And she looked at me and she said, not another word. And it left me like that. And later God showed my husband that that's what I was supposed to say when the fear came back of the unknown. And then the other one was um, in June, God put this like heaviness, or not heaviness, but this like significant, like you need to go running. And I had lost almost 20 pounds. And my heart rate was like 140 when I would stand. Everything in me told me you're not supposed to run. And it was just so, I would like almost cry. It was so heavy of an anointing. And I went running three different times. And it was like I had always been a runner and that I hadn't been on a couch for four months. So those are just some cool things along the way. But yes, he has healed me and I am so thankful. I think, I think that needs another round of applause for Jesus. So you guys in room are, are full of testimonies, but online they are just full of testimonies and things that they are giving thanks to God for. Um, we've had health restored since yesterday. We had um, some new jobs, some financial blessings and breakthroughs, uh, several of those. Uh, Joe Busey, she said, her sweet husband died last April and God restored him. And when she said this, somebody goes, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss and glad he's doing well in heaven. He's doing well here. Um, he was found dead on the sidewalk and brought back to life. And the doctors said that he was going to have all sorts of different side effects. And they didn't know how long he'd been dead. He has no side effects. He has, um, he's doing awesome. He's serving on our safety team and he is doing phenomenal. Uh, Tom wanted it to give thanks for being healed from lung cancer and then had a different incident yesterday or sorry, last Saturday. And, um, was again, he is healed and doing well, and families being restored. So there's things happening all over the place. Hi, I'm Carol. Um, my testimony is more about standing in faith, standing in faith, um, standing on verses. You know, Pastor Dwayne, everything he does, he backs up with the word. And for me, it was, um, a lot of it was taking care of my mom. My dad passed away 14 years ago, and I pretty much was the person, her go-to person for everything. Laundry, groceries, pain clinic, many, many, many doctor's appointments. She had many illnesses and ailments. 
And it started out pretty good, but as the years went by, especially in the last three and a half years, she became very angry and nasty and complained a lot. And I was the one that was there the most, so I pretty much got the brunt of it. So I had two verses. One of them was, do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time you will reap if you faint not. I felt like fainting many, many times. I didn't want to go. Um, a lot of times I didn't want to go over there. I didn't want to do it, but I went. And now I'm going blank on my other verse. Oh, the other one is, um, I am confident of this, is that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I stood on those verses a lot, and I spoke those verses a lot, and I didn't even know what it meant. But all of a sudden, this grumpy, complaining, kind of nasty woman became so sweet to me. It, she became complimentary to me. I would go over there and she says, oh, your hair is so beautiful. And she would say these wonderful, sweet, kind things to me. And she started thanking me. Never would thank me before. And I had about six months of this brand new person. And she passed away six months ago. And I'm glad she's with Jesus because she was a mess by the time she went. But now I know what the verses were, and I know why I stood on those, because I did see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I saw that through her. So if you're going through a hard time, I mean, Dwayne says that all the time, Pastor Dwayne. Find a verse. Find a verse. Find something that you can stand on. And that's just, I just like, would like to reiterate that, too. And I, I totally believe it. So now i got to find new verses, but... It's good. Yeah, as you all know, or if you not, may not know, my name is Matthew Iban, coming with Jerry for about six or seven years, and then about one year ago, I started greeting, and then um, about a month after, two or three months after that, my friend Heather started singing in the praise band, and, and we are so thankful that my one of my blessings is having my adopted brother in the back, Joe, and, and yeah, we have so much to be thankful for, and yeah, just all glory to God, yeah, as, uh, um, coming up in January will be the 16th anniversary of my mother going to be with the Lord, and then yeah, I'm just thankful that I know where I'm going someday. Hi, my name's Carrie. I just wanted to come up and say how so thankful I am for God. I just couldn't keep quiet um, because he's so good and I mean, this is not my thing to come up and talk in front of people, but I had to because of how good he has always been and how when you're in relationship with him, he's just the kindest, um, closest friend 
and so sweet and good, and I just appreciate God and Jesus. I love them, and I'm thankful for them, and thank you, Lord. I don't know how to start. <laughs> My name is James McCone, Jr., and I serve here at Res Life. You people are so awesome. But in the small groups, we learned through the study of God's word, we, I learned how to be a disciple, and I learned what discipleship means. This past year, God has opened some tremendous doors. We stepped out, and we serve our community. I took over. We became members of the Granville Senior Neighbors, and I am a full-time uh, active person. I set up things for the center, and I've also been elected to the executive board, and what a, what a blessing. And I never really realized what God has done. And it's just like here at church, he has opened up so many doors, and if we don't take the advantage to jump in and help, we miss out on so many blessings. We could use so many more people. I'm also adult leader in the Res Kids. I have the second graders. This is my fifth year of being a helpful, and those kids are awesome. I have been, I started out in the first grade and then I jumped up to the second grade. And it's just, these kids are so, so on fire for the Lord. It's just unreal. And just to be a blessing to them, they are such a blessing to me. And I just thank God for all the energy that I have to support these kids. And I, as they, as they lead go in to the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and I'm walking down the hallways, and they say, Mr. Jim, I miss you. And that really means a lot, that I've touched their lives. And we could, we could use all the help. We need more, more adults and more kids. And if you don't... And you're never too old, right, That's Jim? right. <laughs> so all you folks that think you're too old, uh-uh. Uh, you can't get off the hook that easy. This, this June, I'll be 80 years old. There you go. Still going and, strong. Well, That's awesome. And the 21st of this year, my wife and I will be celebrating 59 years. Thank you, Jesus. And we got married because of God. We put God first, yeah. and that's, that's, that's what awesome. kept us together. You bet. That's and awesome. And so, thank you, guys. Thank you're you our family. Thank you for your service. Yeah. You're, a, you're a blessing to everyone. You're a blessing. Good evening, everybody. My name is Ray Falconbridge. Twelve letters on that last name. It's very easy to spell. Uh, my story goes back to when I was a kid. My parents were missionaries in Thailand, 
So I spent 10 years of my life in Thailand and going to boarding school in Singapore. And the last time I had gotten sick was 1970. So I was feeling pretty cocky. And I was bragging to a lot of people about it. And then last April, I started feeling sick. And I was talking to my fiance on the phone and my son was gone. I'm a single, single parent. And uh, anyways, long story short, they somehow were able to get together and collaborate and figured out that I was sick. And she told me, she says, hang up right now and call the ambulance. Well, when they got there, I was running 63% blood oxygen and uh, they transported me to the hospital. They put me on the ventilator and I knew from past things I had read that normally did not have a good outcome. And uh, they put me in a medically induced coma. And if I remember correctly, during that coma, during one of the few lucid moments I, I, I had, I, t I told God, I said, if you'll heal me, I will tell as many people as I can my story and how you healed me. Long story short, uh, I got released from rehab in June, June 7th. And I haven't gotten my pace back totally, but I'm probably 90% there. And I want to thank all of my brothers and sisters here at Res Life for uh, making my fiance and my 16-year-old son and myself feel welcome and part of the church body. Thank you. I just want to give uh, glory to the Lord. Um, I lost my, well, I didn't lose him. He, my grandpa went on to be with the Lord um, in September this year. Um, uh, the word says that there is a time for everything um, and a purpose for everything under the heavens. And I watched a man who, um, from, the, from the age of five, he went to the same church. Um, he went from running his own business to serving that at the church. Uh, he taught Sunday school. Um, he was just continually involved at church. And when he wasn't at church, he was involved with his family's life. Um, if you had a new house in the family, you expect a visit from my grandpa. He was that kind of guy. If he had a project, um, he, would, he would always step up. And uh, what I got to see over the years is a man who um, was continually being um, more and more sanctified by the Lord. I watched the Lord just change his heart. Uh, he changed the way he looked at things. Um, and I had the pleasure of meeting with him about every week um, before he passed, while he was still in health. Um, and uh, when, it was, when it was time, when he was about 94 years old, uh, and when he was on hospice, um, I watched God orchestrate everything for him to pass. He had about three or four months, um, which is not easy for as active as he was. Um, 
three or four months of him and my grandma just being able to talk and reflect on memories. And <clears throat> I see now how uh, what that did is that gave them time. Now my grandpa has t and my grandma has time to. Uh, it, it, it's almost like it's supporting her. And so the Lord, the Lord saw everything that needed to happen. And so for me, I just give glory to the Lord because he's true to his word. One of my grandpa's favorite scriptures was, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And um, another one that, that I, I um, I'll give a paraphrase of it. I, desire, I, I enjoy nothing more than to see that my, my kids are walking in the truth. And uh, God granted those desires uh, on his heart. And uh, at 94 years old, long life, uh, I got to see my grandpa. Man, there's so many stories about him. But I just saw the Lord take care of my grandpa and my family, and he's going to continue to do it. And I, I thank him for it. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, this took kind of a lot uh, right now. I'm only 18 years old, so this is kind of like a new journey for me. Um, I'm at a university right now. I'm a freshman. And I'm just really thankful for everything that God has done in my life. Um, right now, I'm kind of going through a season of learning to trust in him and learning to just stay on his path and being righteous. And taking a leap of faith like this, <laughs> like I'm really nervous, uh, but I'm definitely thankful for everything, my family, my friends, this community. Um, I'm at Iowa, University of Iowa right now, and I found like an amazing youth group that has taught me a lot. And um, yeah, I'm just super grateful for him teaching me and guiding me through everything and learning to just like lean on him. and learning to trust in his plan. Uh, my name is Grant Alexander, um, and I'm really thankful for Christian schools. Um, this last year, I started my own business in December and towards the end of the year, we kind of became aware, our kids went to public school, kind of became aware of some stuff that was going on and kind of seeing a direction that we did not like. And um, so uh, we started going to board meetings. We started to talk to the teachers about some stuff that was going on, some stuff that was being said. And uh, a friend of mine who has some older kids, um, you know, was speaking to me and he said, you know, one thing you don't realize is the public school system, or any school system, I should say, has the ability to teach your kids and indoctrinate your kids more than you ever will, because they are there eight hours a day, five days a week. And um, so my wife and I kind of realized that, you know, we were probably weren't going to make any changes within the system, so um, we decided to pull our kids from public school and send them to private school um, at Triunity, and uh, that's been a it's been a huge blessing. It's been a huge sacrifice for us. We've made a lot of new friends, got way more involved. Um, but right after we did that, a lot of stuff started happening. My uh, we were at a softball game. My wife was. Uh, hit in the head with a line drive, concussion, 
emergency room, like months of, um, you know, kind of rehab from that. Right after that, um, I had to go to the ER. I had an infection um, in my tooth that ended up like my whole neck and everything, but it got bad. And then, you know, just things that we bought an old farmhouse and just this, it seemed like one thing after another was, was happening. And, was, and um, started kind of feeling that like, man, God's really testing me now. He, he's testing me on this. And then we came to church one Sunday and the pastor was talking about like, how people are always like, you know, well, you know, God gave me cancer so that I would trust in him more. And he's like, no, he didn't. Like, God doesn't do that. Like, that's the enemy. And until we kind of looked at it that way and started looking back at all the stuff that had happened, as soon as we decided to send our kids to a Christian school, it was way more evident about what was really going on. And Sometimes when you're like a mediocre in your faith, the enemy leaves you alone, right? And when you're doing and you're walking in God's line, it's when he really attacks. So um, I'm really thankful for the community we have within that school. My kids, I don't know if they're quite there yet. But, um, you know, like, you know, we're learning. It's a transition, but I'm just super thankful that we kind of, we live in a country that we can still do that and, um, you know, stand up fight for your kids and speak up because I think for too long as believers we just kind of remain silent and we were just like let us live our lives let us do our thing and we've allowed the enemy to come in and and attack and so you know stand up speak up stand up for your kids that's what I'm thankful for I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, the Lord was re reminding me that even though I'm the happiest person in the whole world, I don't have any of the things that I thought would make me happy. Um, I don't have family nearby. Um, I've spent probably the last 20 years Thanksgiving usually by myself, maybe an occasional this year. Uh, I've been unemployed for eight months. Each time that I've lost my job, I lost it. Um, not for good reasons, not that I did anything wrong. And so the Lord always provided, but now it's been eight months. I have no income, and yet I just trust the Lord, and it's all about him. He, he can activate all that love inside us, and it's just about this so that when we get filled up this way, we can do this better. So just prayer, prayer, prayer. Thank you. Thank you all for sharing. Um, it's just so encouraging seeing God do all these amazing things in all these different scenarios and different ways. It's just amazing. As we look at our lives and as we go forward, and we hear all these different scenarios and all these different things from the, from the angel at the end of the bed to grandpa um, passing away and seeing God's faithfulness. And you know, as we see God's faithfulness, it comes from so many different facets. And it's not one size fits all. And our stories are so different. But yet we have one thing in common, and that is 
Jesus is Lord over all of our lives. And the Heavenly Father is watching over every one of us. And he will order our steps. And it's going to be okay. And you're going to make it. That's the, that's the message that I hear from everybody tonight. Is that you're going to make it. And it's going to work out. And things don't look good maybe right now. But it's going to be okay. And you're going to get there. And um, as we go forward, and even as you go into tomorrow, it might not be exactly like it used to be. You might have a smaller crowd than normal, or some people might be missing noticeably from your table. And um, as, as before we sing, okay, he's up there, um, so I can stop talking now. But before we, before we sing, I just want to pray a prayer over us, and then we're going to sing and just be dismissed as soon as we're um, finished with the song. So I'm just going to pray a prayer over us if you just join me in closing prayer tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you for your thank, thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness. That Father, that you have demonstrated your goodness from the grandpa to an, sending an angel to healing, to deliverance, to freedom from panic attacks and heart palpitations and from deliverance from all these different things. Father, you've just manifested your goodness in so many ways, and we're so thankful for your goodness. And we pray for tomorrow that as we gather around tables and as we gather maybe with smaller crowds, maybe in the same number, maybe there's some that will be noticeably missing. Father, we ask that your comfort and your grace would fill every heart. And Father, that shared joys are doubled, but sh shared sorrows are cut in half. So even as we bear each other's burdens and as we walk with each other, Father, we thank you that we can roll all those cares upon you because you care for us. And today, as we go forth, as we go from this place, we thank you that you are faithful, that your grace is amazing, and that, Father, your mercies are new every day. We trust you, and we're so thankful that you love us and that we are yours in Jesus' name.